Hey guys, can you tell us who you are and where we are? Okay, I'm Ginny Nightshade and we are at Oberon. So why would you say Oberon, and specifically at this moment, is your favorite place in Boston? Because um, I'm here with you, which is an honor. Um, <laughs> no, Oberon's great. Uh, I've been doing burlesque for like a little over three years, and Oberon is one of the only bigger venues that consistently books the Boston burlesque scene, and we get like full tech and full huge production, so we can kind of like live out our performance dreams and there's not many other spaces where you can do that and like I spend a lot of time here. I'm here, I mean I've been here every weekend this month and oh, I did wow. four shows here one weekend, you know, like a couple weeks ago so I'm here a lot and like my performance family is here and it feels like a very safe space and also like this is where I work and I love it which yeah. is really cool. So you mentioned uh, both that you've been doing this for three years and that you have like a performance family. How did that get started and then how did you create that family? Um, So I went to school for theater, um, but I sort of like, I'm I'm not competitive. So the whole like audition post-college process like just didn't appeal to me at all. And I just kind of stopped performing and I, I was sort of like, languishing like not knowing like what I was doing in the world and then my friend was like uh, you know a few years ago was like do you want to take a burlesque class so we did and I loved it and I auditioned and I started working with the troupe here and then I um, auditioned and got into um, the Glitter Bombs which is the strip hop troupe Um, you would love this like (laughs) so it's run by Jane Doe and Femme Brule who are like you know big amazing phenomenal performers here in the city and um so it's it's all hip-hop it's all hip-hop music but then we strip too so it's like a different take on like what you would think of as like the classic burlesque um so they were sort of like I knew who they were and I'd seen them perform and I was like they're so cool I want to like do that and then I got into like into their troupe I mean even at like auditions Femme was like you were really good. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And now they're like some of my best friends because I've been working and creating with them for years. So uh, we haven't done a show with that troupe for a while, but like it was one of the funnest things ever. And it went from like, having like almost no arts in my life to like rehearsals four times a week, dancing like all the time and remembering moves and songs and whatever. And now it's just like, this is how I live my life. Like I have my day job and then I like come home and I like work my ass off making art which is so awesome how do you keep those two things separate so like your day job how much do they know about this how much uh because I've seen a lot of people use like different names and their real names like how do you create that separation yeah I mean I think for some people it's it's incredibly important to have a stage name when you're doing burlesque like it's a downright safety issue um or it's you know, a career issue or it's a family, like whatever. It's it's super important for people to feel safe in this sort of like vulnerable position. Even though like for me, burlesque comes from a place of power, like within me, I also know that like I'm putting myself out there in a way that is not conventionally seen as like an appropriate way to be in the world, which is naked. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I use my stage name, um, and it's cool for me, too, because I look at it almost like a brand that I'm I'm marketing for shows. And so, like, people know who you are, and then you can, like, use that for promo. And um, so, it, it for me, it makes me a more successful um, 
worker in the arts because right. um, it gives me something to like promote that I can kind of decide how it looks. Yeah. Um, for me, I have a day job. Um, some of my coworkers know that um, that I do burlesque and they come to shows. Um, my boss is like super supportive and awesome. has been like coming to my shows from the beginning. Yeah, cool. But we're like buddies too outside of work. So like I choose who I tell. Yeah. Um, and I work in sort of a healthcare field and like I wouldn't want like my patients to know right you know like because yeah. it would just it would open up conversation that I wouldn't want to have with people Makes um sense. but I do say like when people are like how was your weekend I'll say like you know I had a show I'm a dancer yeah. um and then I also produce old school game show and that is um a lot easier to talk <laughs> about with people even though it's like pretty raunchy like yeah. it's not nudity which yeah. is like very scary so for people um so I can talk about that yeah. you know um and it's that's like an easy thing to be like oh yeah I do this show this is the thing I'm passionate about so yeah um one of like I think a huge performer pet peeve is when audience members um come and see our shows and like our, we have a lot of audience members that like we know like right. we see them at every show they're like par as much a part of the scene as we are in a lot of ways but sometimes there's like a f familiarity pretend I didn't stutter um <laughs> that, <laughs> where people think that if they somehow find out your real name that they can like use it and ask you about it and it's yeah. like very disarming to be in your performance setting and have someone be like oh hey Sue it's not my name but like <laughs> you know what I mean? like uh and you're like Whoa, you know or like yeah. if I've been at my day job where someone has called me Ginny Nightshade and I've been like oh yeah she's not here right now <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> she doesn't hang out at this location <laughs> you can see her on Saturday night at Oberon though um, yeah so I think that's a thing that it's it makes people feel like they know you if they know your real name but yeah. like they still know you like you don't have to <laughs> that makes sense. yeah it's a safety thing really yeah. Jeez louise so the <laughs> do people not say that anymore no, I don't. people say Jeez louise like <laughs> you do <laughs> yes I am, I am i have an old 50s person just like I in love my it. brain I love uh, it. so sometimes i say oh shucks and things like that <laughs> um, so another question uh you are in some of the most creative productions I've seen around town. How do you either uh, connect with people whose work you're like, oh my gosh, that's super interesting, uh, and how do you also create things that are like not like traditional burlesque, I guess? Yeah, so what that's called is neo-burlesque, which is this sort of like resurgence of burlesque, and Boston has a huge neo-burlesque scene, um, and it I think it's gotten bigger and bigger as I've been part of it. I've gotten to see like all these amazing things, but it's been here for a really long time and people have been making crazy, weird, naked art forever and ever here. Um, so that's awesome. But um, for me, I just feel like I've been really, really lucky. I, I often have like newer performers or people who are who see a show and are interested be like, how do I do that? Like, yeah. how do I get into this? And right. I'm always like, well, you work really fuck. Can I say fucking? Yes. You work really fucking hard. Okay. All right. Yeah, because you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like conversation too. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I mean, you, first you just have to work really fucking hard, but right. you also have to like show up to shows mm -hmm. and meet people and introduce yourself offer to stage kitten, take classes, like learn about the art and decide like what 
parts of it you like. Like, so when you go to a show and you see someone perform, like I went to um, the Buttcracker, which is like this phenomenal holiday show put on by Madge of Honor and Johnny Blazes. Um, and I got to see Jane Doe perform for the first time. This right. is before I got into Glitter Bombs. And I was, and she did this like kind of like badass, like witchy pagan thing. And like, she's just like, she's such a strong performer and yeah. she has this like such strong stage presence. And I was like, that's the shit I want to do. Like, I want to like make people just like quiver in their seats. Yeah. Like, you know? Um, so I think it's like, I got to like see what people I wanted to work with yeah. and then I let those showed those people that I was reliable and hardworking and now I think that when it comes to booking shows and um, people think of me which is awesome so I get to be in these like really cool productions doing like really weird stuff and one of those people that's huge and my performance life is Femme Bones, who's the troop leader of the Slaughterhouse Sweethearts, which is the horror burlesque troupe that I'm in. Um, and they asked me to join, like, I think maybe a year and a half into, like, doing burlesque. And I was just, like, totally starstruck by them. Like, I just, like, started weeping. Like, we were somewhere and they were, like... Also, they were kind of dicks about it. They were like, we were backstage and they were like, we're thinking about asking you to join. We have to check with a couple more of the members, but like, we're pretty sure. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but thank you. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so mean, so mean. Uh, I will, I'll never forget it. Uh, I'll get her back for it someday. Um, but she puts on these like huge productions, and they're and they're horror, and they're B camp, and so I've gotten to play these parts that I would that I wouldn't even think of in my brain. Like we just did this full length musical original musical called Spider Cult, the musical. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so I got to like play this um, queer strip club owner um, and sing with a band and like make out with Bell Guns like all over Oberon and like people, I mean it was just like a weird, like it's, 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 and it's a, it was a huge undertaking, like all new music, live band, aerials, huge cast, singing, dancing, everything and like I wouldn't have that opportunity if it wasn't for like my crazy, creative, amazing, professional performer friends who are like, hey, can you play this part? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, hopefully I do it justice, right. you know? <laughs> so yeah, I think I've been really lucky to be, that this scene is um, full of these really strong, powerful people who make really fantastic art. And also I think there is a culture within our scene of, where we help each other. Mm -hmm. The neo burlesque scene in Boston is like, if I can't do this gig, I'm I'm offering it to somebody else. Like it, there's a sense of camaraderie and a real sense of family nice. within the community, which I think doesn't always exist in every art scene. I mean, yeah. okay. your stand up, I hear that particularly as a woman, it can be a hard scene to be a part uh, of. And I've, I've been lucky to find people who aren't dicks, but there are some people who you're like, oh, this constantly feels like I'm hanging out at a frat house. Like. Yeah. Like if you guys ever clean, like uh, figure figure your lives out, <laughs> like yeah. But most of the time it's all right. But yeah. here it's like mostly women. Would you say? Yeah, I mean it's mostly f people who identify as female. But um, there is an all male burlesque troupe that we work with fairly often, and a lot of times we're doing shows. Like I don't know, Will and I, Will Smalley and I do. We produce our own shows and we mix burlesque and stand up. And so you're working with all different kinds of people. And then we just like book people that aren't assholes and like it's tons of fun, yeah. you know. <laughs> like it, it's 
I think there's such a cool, thriving arts community, and um, I just, I can't even say it enough. I just feel so lucky that I get to, like, do this crazy shit, you know? Like, I'm just in these shows where I'm, like, I think when I started, I, I thought burlesque was a lot about being super feminine and super pretty, mm. and it was rhinestones and feathers, and, like, I didn't uh, connect with that, even though, like, in my regular life, I am, like, a very feminine person. Yeah. Um, the things I've gotten to do with burlesque is, like, I am, like, covered in gore, and yeah. I'm puking, and I'm, like, killing dudes, and, like, not, not that I want to kill dudes, so I just leave that out there, but, like... <laughs> You know, like, no, see, that's good. That's what I'm, that's the angle I'm working. Um, I've gotten to be, like, downright gross, you know? And in this, like, the last show, Spider Cult, like, there's a whole scene where I'm being tortured. And I'm supposed to be, I'm, I'm, like, I'm I'm in extreme pain. And, like, the photos of me from that, I look like Beyonce at the Super Bowl that one time. Obviously not as good. Um, But, like, like I want those removed from the internet. But then at the same time, I'm like, look at my ridiculous face. Like, do you know Wes Hazard, the comic? He, like, likes to take those photos and, like, just crop my gross faces and just send them to me (laughs) and be like, this is the real you. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Wow. That doesn't surprise me about Wes at all. Not at all. He's super supportive (laughs) of gross Ginny. Yeah, no, I think it's really neat that I get to, um, because I never really liked uh, rhinestones and glitter and like I and it's cool when I get to do those acts though I get to put on like my lady suit <laughs> and and do all of that um, but I really lo- I really love that I've I was scared to be ugly and um, there was like this deep insecurity of like I'm really ugly so if I'm ugly on stage everyone will know I'm ugly and now I'm like fuck I want to be ugly all the time like let me just I just love it. Like, it makes me feel fantastic. And even, like, if you were to ask, like, my troop sisters in in the Sweethearts, like, they used to tease me. They'd be like, Jenny's the pretty one. Like, she's afraid to, like, we would have to do a gore number, and I'd put, like, a little bit of blood, like, on my, (laughs) I'm like, I'm gross now. And they were like, okay. Like, they're, like, dripping, like, disgusted. So now, like, I'm like, it's cool, because it's created this bravery in me where I, I don't feel like I have to, I don't know, present as, as like, this thing I'm not, you right. know? It's been fantastic. Nice. Yeah. So, actually, I was going to ask you about that because I have never, like, on stage, you're one of, like, the most, like, out there people. So, like, that you would say that you were, like, self-conscious about it is very surprising. How did that, like... I understand, like, by playing ugly characters, that developed. But, like, what are some of the other ways that, like, through burlesque, you developed this confidence that I've, that, like, I've only ever seen you as a confident person? Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I am a confident person, but I think it's taken a while to get there. And I think, like, anybody else, I have those times where I'm, I'm, I do feel insecure. And um, I think a big part of it was that, um, I, right before I started doing burlesque, I lost, like, a ton of weight. Like, I think it was, like, almost 80 pounds or something like that. So, like, my body changed in a really huge way. Um, And I was, I still was, like, sort of apologizing for the space I was taking up, even though I wasn't, so, like, I still was, like, not comfortable in my skin, even though I had, like, changed what I thought I needed to change. And, like, burlesque has been this really fantastic 
ride because um, it doesn't really matter what skin I'm in um, because I'm out there and I'm sharing something that I'm either working with other people to create or that I created that's mine and I'm in this like total place of control which is I think how I felt was out of control um, in a weird way so that's been a really awesome transformation for me like mentally Um, and I've been like all different weights and all different sizes (laughs) in burlesque and I've done burlesque, like, in all different st- emotional states, you know, like, I like, turmoil in my personal well, life, that, and, like, I think it's, like, an individual, like, it depends on the individual, you know, like, I, I went through a really, really bad breakup, and I think I had a show the next day, you know, like, yeah. um, and it was, like, a surprising breakup, and I didn't, I felt like, what is my, like, I didn't know where my life was going, right. and, like, it was, like, totally... A, whole, a huge upheaval and um, I burlesqued <laughs> through that that you know I created numbers where I was in pain and where like I showed that and then I put that pain aside and did you know completely opposite numbers yeah. and um, it was like almost therapeutic to have and then also to have this performance family to like come backstage and everyone's like how are you and you're like fucking terrible and they're like all right uh and then they help you in whatever way you need help and then they help you to like pull up your fucking thigh highs and get on stage you know what I mean like it it's it's and we all do that for each other um so yeah it's it's like I guess it's like any art you're expressing whatever you feel like you need to. (laughs) So if it's like, I'm going to do a bunch of numbers where I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you did burlesque, right? Yeah, I did it. You won the competition. I heard that you did a cartwheel onto a chair, which is amazing. I did a cartwheel over a chair into a split. What? Come on. That's amazing. (laughs) So, like, did you feel it? Like, how did that feel for you? Um, So I danced as a kid, and then I totally stopped dancing. Uh, And then I was like, (laughs) uh, anyone who listens to this, I think, already knows that I'm, like, a big dork. So I was, like, in high school, like, I went from, like, doing plays and dancing to doing debate, like, hardcore. So, like, debate naturally flows into the comedy. So it was, like, a nice thing to be, like, oh, wait, I get to, like, create a completely separate character and, like, move around and stuff. So, yeah, I I, uh... I didn't expect to, like, be, it was really nice to be recognized, but I was like, I didn't expect anything. I was just like, I, actually, you know what, I'm going to say this for reals. On the record, guys, I was doing this uh, because Emily Ruskowski and I challenged each other, and then that chick can't sign forms on time. So, so. Didn't do it. <laughs> Emily, I know. we're waiting for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she said next time they do uh, a contest that she would do it. But I was like, um, the chick is, it's, it's like shut down for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. how dare you? Well, she could enter. We're doing, one of the troops I'm in, Rogue Burlesque, we're doing Lucky 13, which is the amateur burlesque competition. When is it? Oh, shoot. I should know this because I'm in the troop <laughs> and I don't remember. It's soon. It's soon. Okay. Check uh, RogueBurlesque.com. Okay, nice. <laughs> nice, nice call out. Plug, plug is the word. Yeah. Um, this goes out to Emily Ruskowski, and in fact, if you know her, um, tell her to check roguebrilesque.com. Okay, cool. Thanks. Like, let's, get back, let's get back into this. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what are some things that you haven't done yet that you'd like to do? Oh, um, like performance-wise? Yeah. Um, well, right now, my big focus um, is the old school game show, 
which um, I know you had Nick Chambers on, and I heard him give us a shout-out, which is awesome because he's amazing. He's one of our, our core cast members. Um, so if you got, your listeners haven't seen it, it's a it's a um, alt-trivia variety show, kind of done in the style of like a 1970s game show, uh, similar to Price is Right, where the audience comes down, plays trivia. You were one of our opening comics, so it's like a mix of sketch comedy and live music and dancing, and there's really nothing like it. And and the way I started with Old School Game Show is I saw it, and I was like, I need to be a part of this yeah. crazy shit. Um, you know, and now it's two years later, two and a half years later, and I'm producing. And I think as far as something I want to do performance-wise is I just want that show to to keep its trajectory of, yeah. of getting better and better and doing be- bigger and better things and working with all these amazing artists. And we've got this core cast that, that just comes to our rehearsals and uh, just gives us their all every episode. Um, And it's like down to the wire because we've been writing new episodes every month. And it's like, we needed this character and someone writes it and then they're there and they're showing up and they're in costumes and like they show up and they're like, I got this wig and I might, and we're like, wear that wig. You know, like it's, these people are so, so invested and our band and just, I want, this to succeed so much because I think that these people deserve it. Right. Um, they're so talented and they work so hard for us and I can't imagine um, anything better than them being like, look at this successful show, this weird, weird successful show yeah. that I'm part of. Um, so I, I think that would be my ultimate goal. And so we've got some exciting stuff coming up. We just actually got offered a residency here at Oberon. So we're still finalizing stuff. So That's we awesome. haven't like released any of the dates yet, but yeah. it's basically like we're here the, the every month in the fall. That's great. Um, yes, we're, we're really excited. We're still finalizing like the contracts and everything, mm-hmm. but um, we're psyched to work in a space with this level of tech and yeah. um, sort of the, and having that regular schedule and we're going to be before the donkey show. Oh, yeah. um, so it's sort of like a double header uh, of like kind of weird immersive theater. Yeah. And like, um, so I'm really excited to do that. And then we're also looking into laugh Boston as well. So yeah. we're kind of branching out in, um, in ways that we haven't before. And I'm really excited to see what we come up with in Very those cool. spaces. Yeah. So how does it feel and like what different things do you notice as a performer versus as a producer? Um, well, <laughs> I feel like as a performer, the, I'm, I'm counting on myself, you know, I'm, 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 at least with burlesque, like I'm creating a piece that's mine that I'm showing and um, it's depending on the show. So if it's like a, like the spider cult show, I, c- I couldn't like not be there and fuck yeah. up. But if it's a variety show and I don't get like it's there's it's there's less pressure of people um, needing me in yeah. in ways. And when I'm producing, um, it's almost like I'm it's like my baby. Yeah. You know, like I'm taking care of my of this thing that I am just absolutely obsessed with. Right. Like and like our host of the show and the other creator and producer is Mike D'Angelo, who is my partner. So like our our whole life is is really besides you know super being in love with each other is <laughs> is talking about this show that yeah. that we love so um producing it is like this is like my blood um 
and it, it, it's so much work too leading up to it. Like the show it is so involved and it's also just a lot of work to be in Boston making a show and, and, and promoting it and right. getting people there. And, um, that's like a whole job in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and then we have a team of writers and a, a band and joke writers and a cast and dancers. And like, I'm sort of wrangling all of those people. And a lot of it is Mike's creative vision. Yeah. And it's also sort of like wrangling his vision <laughs> yeah. and putting it into a hour and a half, two hour right. show. So our other producer, Caitlin Buckley, who's our head writer, um, she does a lot of that with his like writing and ideas. And like, I do a lot of like, no, you, you can't have live animals like on the stage or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but a lot of moving pieces. Animals are a mess. So, he's actually never asked for animals, okay. so Mike, please don't ask for animals. <laughs> if he listens and then gets the idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we need... Um, the like Because we did a show with the Boston League of Women Wrestlers, Blow, and I think there was 40 people in the show. And it's tech rehearsals, it's all that, you know, and so I'm wrangling all that stuff but like his vision was like we're gonna have all these lady wrestlers and they're gonna be badass and they're gonna beat me up and like they certainly did and it was amazing <laughs> but it took a lot of work you know yeah. we turned the theater into a wrestling ring at davis square like it yeah. it was it was awesome but like that's producer yeah. you're like oh shit i gotta go to freaking family dollar and buy rope for this wrestling ring i'm building right. like you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> so i think like if working as the show gets bigger our crew will get bigger and we'll have, you know, more support and, uh, you know, more people involved in making those things happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, doing my own thing with burlesque, it's it's smaller scale. Uh -huh. and um, But still, you know, super important and I'm still super nervous and working really hard and all of that, too. But it's just, just a totally different monster. Understood. Yeah. So you interact with like comedians, wrestlers, like all types of different people. Have you ever wanted to like try those other elements, like those other things as well? Um, well, for the wrestling show, we wrestled. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Buckley and I wrestled. <laughs> I did a somersault. Um, I have regrets, you know. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she and I were like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> it was really fun. Um, I definitely don't want to be a lady wrestler. Okay. It's, like, pretty physically demanding yeah. in a way that I'm, I'm just not strong enough to handle. Um, I, I think I really respect other artists, and I think it's really cool that I, like, see someone do something, like a, a stand-up that I like or whatever, and I, and I can be like, I want to put a show and, and have them in it, you know, because yeah. I really respect their art um, or their jokes are really funny mm -hmm. or this dancer is amazing or this sideshow artist does these crazy things with their body that I can never do or whatever. Um, do I, I mean, it would be cool to do that kind of stuff. I, we did an after show at the game show for a while, where we had stand-up, um, we'd have people just come, almost like an open mic, but um, Will Smalley would sort of like curate it or whatever. And for some reason, maybe Will wasn't there, I don't know. I was hosting it, and I, in my brain, I think like post-show, game show adrenaline, I thought I had to like do bits, <laughs> like a stand-up would, but I like don't have bits. Um, that's like not a thing that I have. So every co every time the comic finished, I'd walk out and I'd be like, well, that was good, now let me tell you this story like I don't know what the fuck I was doing and so like no I would not like to do stand-up because <laughs> that was super dumb uh, 
I admire what you do. <laughs> I admire what you do. Oh, thanks. <laughs> do you think you'll stay in Boston for the long haul? Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. I mean, for now, because we're growing the game show for sure. Um, I think it's something that no one else is doing in Boston, and I hope that we can sort of, like, plant our feet and do it here and um, keep making this weird, hilarious show that people want to keep coming to. Right. And and then the goal is also that, like, when people come and visit Boston, they're like, what can I go to? And we're like, uh, old school game show, <laughs> obviously. So <laughs> I, want, I would love to grow it to be that type of art happening here. But, um, yeah, no plans to move. <laughs> what... How, like, you said that uh, neo-burlesque is pretty big in Boston. How does that compare to other scenes? Um, I mean, I'm not an expert. So I, I've done festival, a ton of festivals with burlesque, and um, I've performed in, like, very, like various places all over the country. Um, so I can't really give you, like, an exact answer to that. Right. Um, I just know that when I first was looking into burlesque, like, my very first research of it, I was like, what burlesque is, is, is this straight sort of classic strip cheese. Um, and it took me a while to find this weird scene, which is silly because it's huge and there are shows all the time. Yeah. And I probably just wasn't like looking in the right places. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's like a testament to like our scene and its size and its impact. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, you know, weird art exists anywhere people are making art. So yeah. um, I think it's cool that we have this huge group of people. <laughs> organized into troops and, and solo performers making it, you know? And then we've got this cool venue that lets us do it Very here. Cool. Yeah. So what are some of your other favorite places in Boston? To perform or just in general? In general. Oh, my God. Um, I, like, can't think of a say. I'm like, what's in Boston? <laughs> I was like, my house. Um, I've done, I've, people have said their houses before. Have they? Yeah. Well, I do like my house. Um, no. Let me think. Um, I mean, I really like all the different places that I've performed. Um, we've had a, a pretty steady residency at Davis Square Theater for the game shows, so that space. Um, and even when I was first start starting out, like as a baby burlesker, my first burlesque show I ever did was at Davis Square. So, and I, growing up, I studied at a conservatory style theater school that was a black box theater. So. Uh, black box theaters in general have like a really lovely feeling to me as like a place of like comfort awesome. and um, I know that Oberon is not a black box and they they really make a point to like tell you that they're not a black box theater but like they look like one to me so <laughs> like what how are they not like I don't know these terms I'm that not well. really honestly I'm not really sure I think because they have like so so much more happening in oh, the yeah. bar and the bars in the space mm -hmm. and like they've got the cabaret. I think there's like some differences. I, okay. I probably should know this and I don't. Um, but I just love their space as well. I think I just really enjoy being in performance venues. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of fun at the Midway and JP <laughs> doing punk rock and pasty poppin. So that's a monthly show. It's the second Monday of every month. Um, where that is like you can see some weirdo stuff <laughs> because it's almost a show that's by performers for performers. Right. So if you wanted to try something out or you were just like wanting to dance something out, mm. 
like talk about like me after my breakup. I was like, oh hi, punk rockin'. Can I can I bleed all over the stage? Like they were like, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a really cool space for us as far as performance. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like cool places. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, speaking of which, like, how much does burlesque kind of like, I've seen the overlap with comedy, uh, but, like, how much does it overlap with, like, um, I guess more traditional dance or, like, the theater? Because, like, I've been here for, like, non-burlesque shows, although many more burlesque shows than non-burlesque yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how does it interact with that? Um, I think a lot of burlesque dancers have a dance background. A lot of, or some of us do, some of us don't. Um, my troop the Slaughterhouse Sweethearts that I'm in, um, most of us have a dance background. Um, Rogue, I think not as much, but different styles of art that we're making, so different styles of burlesque. Uh, but I think a cool thing about burlesque is that if you if you are a classically trained dancer, like I used to do competitive dance, so I was like in those like cookie cutter, like everyone had the same hair, and you're saying you used to dance, like everyone had the same makeup, you had the same stupid like sequin, and the hat, yeah, and the hats, like the weird little bowler hats, and you'd be like, ha-cha-cha, and like so bad, Um, where you like didn't shine really, unless you had like some sort of like amazing tumbling skills or something, you know what I mean, Um, and almost the point was like not to shine, you were supposed to all look sort of the same, yeah. and I think for some of us that doesn't work. For some people it does, and that's totally fine. Um, but I think a lot of dancers can go to a burlesque audition and um, for a troupe or a show or whatever. Like, for example, if you're auditioning for Slutcracker, which is this you know huge burlesque ballet right. in December that runs for like most of December into January, um, and you... I mean, I've never actually gotten into Slutcracker, but, like, I... I auditioned once, and it was, like, the funnest thing ever. We learned, like, uh, I think it was a Childish Gambino song, and we learned, like, this really fun choreography to it. And, like, so, like, it's so much more fun than going to, like, a I think a traditional dance audition. And for me, anyway, because I just, that type of stuff just super stresses me out. Um, Your question was, (laughs) how do I (laughs) interact with other people? Yeah, I mean, like, so I think dancers um, are, are drawn to this because you can, do your phenomenal yeah. dance and also do it in a way that's different than what you originally were taught. Right. Um, and it, it, it lends itself to dancers um, because, I mean, at least the Slaughterhouse Sweethearts were learning pretty intense choreography. And nice. if I didn't have a dance background, I wouldn't be able to be in the numbers that I'm in, nice. for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I often ask comedians, but I definitely think would be applicable to burlesque. What is, like, the weirdest show like either stuff weird happened or like this show itself was weird but like weirdest situation you found yourself in based on burlesque oh my god um I mean as a burlesque dancer you perform in some weird (laughs) spaces like people book you for a private party or like a uh like I did a show at the Cantab um, for the Chicken Slacks they're a band that plays there I think it's every Friday I'm not sure it was like their anniversary show and one, they hired me and um, Fembones from the Sweethearts, and we were getting 
changed in their kitchen, like in the back. I mean, not a kitchen. I don't think they have a kitchen. It was like <laughs> some sort of storagey f- yeah. thing. And then there were like people, and then you like everyone's drunk, and they're not expecting to see burlesque. And then they see it, and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" And like, so like you, we've changed in like basement stairways, and right. like I think that kind of stuff happens in big cities like New York all the time yeah. where performers are doing four or five shows a night. Um, you know, that's how they pay their rent there. Like right. Boston's a little bit different. Um, so definitely there's been weird, like changing setup situations. Right. Um, but I'm trying to think of like weird <laughs> situations that um, I'm sure there are a ton and I'm just like not thinking. I think something that stands out to me and unfortunately it's sort of negative was um, we did uh, the sweethearts, me, Fembones, and Bell Guns have this number called Chainsaw, where we're like chainsaw maidens from hell, and we <laughs> use actual chainsaws on stage. I think you've and, seen that number. Yeah, and it's I've awesome. Seen a number with chainsaws with you. Yeah. That's that's it. That would be it. Um, and we did like a tour with that number. We went to New Orleans and New York and did wow. a couple festivals, and. Um, we, when we were in New Orleans, I think it was just a very classic festival or something like that, but we were in this showcase called the Bad Girls of Burlesque. Um, and we were like psyched. We're like, yeah, bad girls, yeah, we're tough or whatever. And yeah. then we got there and it was, um, there was, there's actually been quite a lot of talk about it because the, the host of the show was Jeez Louise and she's a POC and she um, was a phenomenal host and she's hosted here for alternatives. But most of the show was made of white women uh, twerking to hip hop. Oh, um, yeah. And it was like, what about that makes them bad girl? Yeah. Like the whole thing was just like, there's just such a lack of diversity right. and um, it was really disappointing and we felt really uncomfortable backstage because I was probably the cur- one of the curviest performers um, there, which is like, whatever, that's awesome, but I'm also not that curvy <laughs> in the end. Um, and we were covered in blood and everyone else was like worried that we'd get blood on them and like it was like this whole, and we were just sort of yeah. like, it was just so different yeah. from what we're used to here. Like I wish Boston had had more diversity, but at least we, we, I think we, we really try to be super inclusive and that space did not feel that way. Got it. Um, and so that was definitely one of the weirdest experiences. We shared a dressing room with a performer that was just like, she had a person doing her hair. She had what she was calling her stage mom. I don't really know what that is, but just like a lady who was there and bringing her champagne. And she kept telling me to make sure I didn't get blood on her fur. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to get, like, it was just like this weird, like sort of like ritzy situation. We were just like, okay, (laughs) we're going to go ride our chainsaws now. Like we like just did not. Yeah. It was so, that's like, one of the more like bummer experiences that I've had but I've also like we have had awesome experiences at festivals like we go to Fierce which is like the LGBTQ festival and like that's like the most fun ever and like it it moves every year they move it to a different city to include the queer community in the scene which is like this really amazing thing um so it's really cool so like that was just like one experience I mean burlesque is weird like you're naked in front of people and it makes people act in weird ways sometimes you know like audience members uh, don't know what to say or they say weird shit um it also gives people license to to like catcall and cheer and um which is really I think good because it's like reclaiming that power and saying like here's where you do this and um 
at the same time, some people are bad at it, you know, <laughs> and then you need to be like, hey, uh, yeah, don't don't ever do that. You know what I mean? Like, what so is, there's what, some policing. Oh, so like one of my favorite hosts is Horse Divorce. He runs a show out in Northampton, Mass called Bon Appetit. Uh-huh. If you ever get a chance to see it, it's like the funniest burlesque show. He's a ph- she's a phenomenal host. Um, and she always does this sort of like pre-speech as like a burlesque etiquette right. um, on what to do. So she gives the audience, um, she throws out like imaginary cards and gives that this is your license to catcall. Yeah. But that means like, it needs to be funny. It needs to be relevant to the number. And if you're going to say something disgusting, I'm going to take you out back and I'm going to do that to you. Like, she's, like, on it, like, on it. So, like, some people just need a little bit of, like, coaching. And so that's why, like, hosting is really um, important in some burlesque shows. Um, So, like, sometimes that's weird. But I think, like, one of the really cool things is when people come up to me after shows, um, like women will come up to me and they'll say, you know, like I can't believe you do that. Like it, like I see, I, I see your body and it looks like mine. Or yeah. you have stretch marks and I have stretch marks and like I can't believe you, you know, you're going on stage and you take your clothes off. Like that's so um, yeah. inspiring. And like those are the moments where I feel like this is this is touching people in a way that I feel like is important. Um, and it's like silly because you're doing like a silly number where I'm like Bo Peep and I'm becoming a werewolf. But then like someone comes up to me afterwards and is like, I've been so embarrassed to like be in a bikini. And then I saw you or now I want to do burlesque. And like, it's like, awesome, do it, you know, because it feels great. Because like, I think we're sort of taught to apologize for our bodies and yeah. fuck that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, weird stories I could tell you about being backstage, and I, like, really can't. I can't think. So, I mean, there's weird stuff. Like, we have to wear pasties. We have to tape stuff to our body. Yeah. Like, that kind of shit's weird. But, like, it's, like, to me, I'm used to it now. Is there, like, are there tricks to that? Because, like, I have, I, like, I've seen that, and I'm, like, I don't know. Cause, did you wear pasties? When no, you, I, oh, you didn't? I, I only went down to a, a tank top. I'm, I'm still okay. dealing with a lot of, like, ooh, no one gets That's me That's so naked. awesome. Yeah, see, see, you can still do burlesque, and you don't have to get naked. Yeah. See, there you go. Like, there's so much movement that's happening. I'm like, is there, like, a special type of glue? Or, like, <laughs> like, like how? Yeah, and you're like, and, like there, was a, there was a malfunction when I did it, like, because I was trying to take off one item, but then, like, several items yeah. came yeah. off. And so, like, that's how do you... Is that just like a practice thing? Yeah, it's or rehearsal. Like a, okay. I mean, knowing your costume, um, okay. and then if there's parts of your costume that don't work, fixing them. You know, yeah. like uh, if your straps are getting tangled, you want to adjust where they are. Right. Or maybe one ties around your neck. One, t- you know what I mean? Like that oh, kind of stuff. Okay. Um, as far as pasties, people do different things. <laughs> I most people use double-sided tape. Okay. Um, so when you're doing like a long run of a show, like I'm sure like the cast of like Slutcracker when they're doing shows almost every night of the week yeah. for a month, they're ripping, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off over and over and over again, you know what I mean? And it's a very sensitive part yeah. of your body, yeah. too. So, so like, I've told this story probably a million times, but when I did my first, like, long run of a show and yeah. I was doing, like, pasty switches, so I'm, like, peeling them off and peeling oh. them off, I got this, like, little line, like, almost like a little, it was like a scar, but, you know, it went away, but, like, right above my nipple. And then I was going on vacation and I went spray tanning and that line, like, absorbed the spray tan like much more than anywhere else on my body so I had these like eye nipple eyebrows for like my for like my whole vacation which is like super sexy you know, what like. yeah they like, a line they like yeah they like your your tits to look like a face so yeah that's that's <laughs> 
one was a little bit higher than the other, so I was like, was like a little, uh, like a little confused. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the fun things that we do backstage is like talking about like how quote unquote gross we are or like not sexy we are yeah. when we're backstage like we haven't washed our costumes like maybe ever and then we're out there and we're like so sexy <laughs> and then you're like this smells terrible like I have to put my character shoes in a plastic bag and tie it because uh-huh. like, you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like the humanity of it yeah. is like hilarious That's nice. <laughs> yeah, like you guys have like elaborate costumes and like there are lots of like moving pieces so to hear that like yep this is uh, sure. this is very human still. That's yes. Um, yeah, I feel like my most human when I'm on stage and I'm like, I cannot get this fucking bra off. Because like we've all been there yeah. or like in some sort of state where you're like trying to do something to impress. Yeah. And then it's just like not working, <laughs> and it feels like it just feels like so real, yeah. um, which I love. And like I've had those moments on stage, or I forget to wear a piece of my costume that I choreographed so I'm like here's in the song is where I do a glove remove and then I don't put my gloves on and so what am I gonna do like pretend to take off (laughs) fake gloves with my my teeth like no I have to like make up some weird dance like you know like it's like that kind of stuff just happens all the time (laughs) yeah that's encouraging it's like yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) so uh final thoughts on the Oberon and on burlesque okay final thoughts burlesque is great uh, go and see it. Uh, open your mind. See different types of bodies and people and know that your body is perfect. And um, Oberon is great. And I'm <laughs> super happy to be here. Super happy to keep doing shows here. I'm excited for tonight's show. And uh, thank you for coming here. Thank you for being on it. And uh, is there a website for Old School Game Show? Yeah. OldSchoolGameShow.com. All right. Guys, check it out. And thanks so much for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye.